Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Saturday, December 18th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers will be back in action tonight to take on the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators, right now the seventh place team in the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference through 27 games. They've got nine wins, 17 losses, and one overtime loss, 19 points on the season. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They lost their last one. Yet they are two points up on the Montreal Canadiens, who have played four more games. They've played the least, well, the second least amount of games in their division. Only the Boston Bruins have played less, but Boston way up the road, 11 points up on the Ottawa Senators. Flyers come into this game in the sixth spot right now in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. They got that point against the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday night with the shootout loss. 28 games played, a record of 11-12-5, and 27 points, 3-6-1 in their last 10. Uh, they technically lost their last one, well, because they did. But uh, they did get a point out of it. They have a four-game point streak, however, at a record of 3-0-1. Two points back of the Columbus Blue Jackets are the Flyers. Columbus uh, threw 28 games as well with 29 points. And then the Penguins, 35 points in the fourth spot in the Metropolitan Division. And when you look at a team like Ottawa, they're being led in scoring by Drake Batherson through 22 games this season for him. How about nine goals, 19 assists, and 28 points? He's been a good find for that team. Uh, a guy that was drafted back in 2017. He was taken in the fourth round with the 121st pick. And right now, he is leading the Senators in points. Brady Kachuk also with 22 points in 24 games. And uh, Thomas Shabbat, uh, the good defenseman, 27 games. He's got 17 points, 16 of them assists. Now, Ottawa, like I said, a team that uh, is not in the mix to be a playoff team here in the Eastern Conference. At one point, they did lose six games in a row and 12 of 13 before they had a COVID shutdown uh, between November 16th and November 20th. But they're starting to play a little better of late after having that really tough stretch that the Ottawa Senators have now won five of their last seven games. They beat Carolina. They beat some good teams here. They beat Carolina back on December 2nd, 3-2. to They beat Colorado in overtime, 6-5. to They beat the New Jersey Devils, 3-2 in a shootout. They lost to the New York Islanders. Then they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, 4 to nothing, And they beat the Florida Panthers, 8-2. to And then their last game uh, down in Florida as well, they took on Tampa Bay, and they lost that game 2-1. to So they're playing pretty good hockey of late. But the Flyers are in a situation right now where it doesn't matter that the Ottawa Senators are playing pretty good hockey of late. You have to go out and you have to get the two points in this game. When we looked at this calendar week, Bill Meltzer and I did that on Monday's episode. We looked at the three games and we said, you know, you'd like to come out of this, obviously, with all six standing points. But a non-negotiable part is you have to come out with five of the six points. Now, they already lost the point that they can give up. To come out with five of six against the Montreal Canadiens tonight against Ottawa, they need a win. Frankly, they need a win in regulation, too, because tiebreakers could come into this. And when you look at Ottawa, I mean, they had the eight-goal game game against the Florida Panthers the other day, and that certainly helped them out in their goals for games played. But right now, with that, the Ottawa Senators are 19th in scoring at 2.78 goals per game. Flyers are 26th at 2.61. We know how that number is so low for the Flyers. They didn't score more than three goals uh, for 17 games. That'll do it. When it comes to goals allowed in the NHL, the Ottawa Senators, this has been an area that's been a big struggle. The Ottawa Senators, you know, they started the season 
with Matt Murray. He was then waived and cleared waivers. It's been a bit of a mess in the crease for the Ottawa Senators. And right now they give up the second most amount of goals in the league at 3.59 per game. Flyers giving up 3.18, which is 11th in the NHL. Uh, But uh, Carter Hart of late and the goaltending for the Flyers has been pretty darn good. So Ottawa giving up a lot of goals. A team that, yeah, the Flyers have scored some goals lately. Didn't score enough against Montreal. And that was part of the problem. That was my big issue with the game is that you got a goal from... Jackson Cates, and you got a goal from Max Willman. Uh, those guys need to be secondary scoring. They were primary, and that was it in that game. So when you're playing a team like Ottawa that gives up the second most amount of goals per game in the NHL, got to capitalize on that, got to put the puck in the net. Power play percentage, you'd think a team with Ottawa's record would be down near the bottom, but they're not. They're 12th in the NHL on the power play and clicking at 20%. Conversely, the Flyers, 26th in the NHL, clicking at 16.3%, and that's just because it's been a little better of late. Uh, When it comes to penalty killing, special teams, always a big part of it. Ottawa's got a really good power play. PK, not so good, 77.3%, 25th in the NHL. Flyers on the penalty kill, been pretty good, above average here, 12th in the league, killing off penalties at 81.3%. So it's the Flyers and the Senators at Wells Fargo tonight. Further opportunity for the Flyers to do what I've been preaching. Check the two boxes. Number one, get the two points in the standings. Number two, get your game in order. Because coming up this week on Tuesday, it'll be home against the Washington Capitals. And then on Thursday, it'll be the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. So Two much better teams, Washington and Pittsburgh, than what they've seen this week in New Jersey, Montreal, and tonight, Ottawa. So got to further get their their game in order, the details of their game, and the structure of their game. Because playing against Washington and playing against Pittsburgh, you're not going to be able to to control the other team with the – because when you're playing Montreal and Pittsburgh – the level of competition is certainly significantly better with those two teams than it has been this week with New Jersey, Montreal, and tonight, Ottawa. So uh, important game tonight for the Flyers. One, they need to come away with two points in. But I wanted to get to a couple spillover questions from a couple of days ago when uh, I solicited questions. We answered a bunch of questions uh, that came in via Twitter, but there was a couple spillover questions that I wanted to get to I just didn't have time to to get it done in that episode. So let's get to them now. Flyer Lama starts us off with the spillover questions, and he says, okay, defense is still an issue. When York is healthy and assuming Ellis is back, don't you have to sit Yandel? He's been a liability. Love the podcast. First of all, thank you for loving the podcast. We appreciate that. Um, The defense has been an issue. The whole team's been an issue. But when I look at defense as the issue, I don't look at, at it as just defensemen. Defense is played by a five-man unit, and the team defense at times has not been good. It's been the the best of any of their elements of their team this year because the offense, and they just haven't played enough offense this year and had the puck in the offensive zone and forechecked well enough. But as far as when York is healthy and assuming Ellis is back, do you have to sit Yandel? That depends. You know, Cam York, he, he had a COVID pause where he had tested positive and he was out for a period of time and he hasn't gotten his game rounded into form yet this year so that question will be answered better later in the season if he's playing really well and he looks really confident in those things and then where Yandel is at that time 
Yandel was brought here to be a power play specialist and a third pairing D that you can shelter defensively. But when Yandel had to play with Sealer because of Ellis's injury and Yandel's had to pl- didn't get to play with Justin Braun, it's accentuated his his lack of defensive ability. That's not a strength of his. And when the power play struggled, it didn't accentuate his strength. But we saw in those two games where the Flyers got the three power play goals, two against uh, Vegas and then one against uh, the Arizona Coyotes, that he was back on power play number one as the quarterback. If he's playing that role and you have Ryan Ellis back and then you have Justin Braun as his partner, I think he stays in the lineup. Unless York is blowing the doors off of everybody and Yandel struggles mightily and the power play doesn't get going. But I think Yandel stays in the lineup because you can shelter him as a third-pairing defenseman. And, and if he's got a partner like Justin Braun who is rock-solid defensively, then that mitigates some of the weakness in Yandel's game. And you want to keep him in the lineup to help that power play. But there's a lot of variables there. So that will remain to be seen. But the biggest part of it, I think, is A, is Cam York going to really get his feet under him this season and play well? That's part of the equation. And, and if he does, it's going, to, it's going to put general manager Chuck Fletcher to a decision. And if Yandel continues to struggle that could also offset that a little bit as well. So we'll see how that plays out, but uh, I don't think that's imminent, answer your question. Let's answer an easy one. Fuzz Sanders says, who's your favorite flyer of all time? That's a hard question because I kind of look at it in eras. So when I look at like my, my younger era when I was a kid, and that's the early 80s, I always liked the goalies. I mean, you know that. I loved the, the first player like that I was like, wow, look at this guy and just – was my favorite player was Pelly Lindbergh. And then when Ron Hextall came in, Ron Hextall, um, because I always loved the goalies. So let's take the goalies out of the equation. If I look in the 80s, the, the player that my favorite player on those teams that went to the Cup in 85 and 87, my favorite player on those teams is probably Rick Tockett or Mark Howe. Uh, either of those two players, you know, they played the game so differently, but like how was such just a fluid skater and smart defenseman. And I've still never seen him take a slap shot. He just had a great wrist shot that got through. And that's like a lesson to kids. Like it's not about overpowering the goaltender. It's about putting the puck in a spot with a good shot that either creates a rebound or a deflection or goes to a spot. So those two players in that era, then in the 90s, it was Lindros and, and LeClaire. I mean, how could you not? Love the way that those two played it. And Lindros came in. He was just so big and physical. And, and then beyond that, you know, at that point, I'm already in the media, so I'm not supposed to have favorites. But for me, the, the favorite, my favorite of all time is still Pelly Lindbergh because I just think he was so spectacular. Pat's Egg tweets in and says, would you look to make a trade? Now, this is an interesting question because we're getting close to the Christmas trade freeze and the freeze in business in the NHL. So I don't think anything's going to happen between now and then. When we come out of the freeze, that's when teams may start looking at their situation and saying, okay, we need to add this, we need to do this, we need to do that, and start making some moves. I don't think there'll be a lot for a period of time, but that's when maybe you could start to see some things happening. You're starting to see some teams, like you saw what happened in Vancouver. They made the coaching change to Bruce Boudreaux. He's now 6-0, and by the way, as the coach of the Vancouver Canucks. So I don't know if they're a team looking to move, make make deals and move people. 
There's a name out there that's available, apparently, through credible reporting of Elliot Friedman. And Fried said that Jacob Chikrin is now available, that the Arizona Coyotes are kind of seeing what the compensation or you know what the interest is in a left-shot defenseman like Jacob Chikrin. Now, I think he is a really good player in a really bad situation. He's under contract for three years. It's a good contract. So that's going to that's going to bring a larger haul for a team like Arizona because the player's under control at a good number and he's a really good player. So, I think you'd have to give up a substantial substantial package to get him and I don't think that he's a player that the Flyers should go it's too expensive, I don't even look at it. I think you kick the tires on that. I think a lot of teams are going to kick the tires. The Kings will kick the tires there. The Ottawa Senators perhaps will kick the tires there. I could look at a team like Colorado or Vancouver or Edmonton or even Toronto that'll kick the tires on Jacob Chikrin. He's a really good player. So I think that that is something worth investigating. But, I mean, you look at the Flyers, you go, is that what they need? Do they need another left-handed defenseman? You have Proveroff, you have Sanheim. Part of the equation is that as well. Um, you know, you have to make these, not only the contracts fit, the players got to fit and they got to fill a need unless you were to trade uh, a guy like Sanheim or Provorov. But obviously, Arizona's not looking for a player for now and the next couple of years. They're looking for compensation to rebuild and tear it all the way down to the foundation. So trading them a player, you know, money in, money out, yeah, you could probably get them to take a contract in some kind of trade like that. But what you have to give up in draft capital prospects and everything else is going to be really substantial. They're not looking to get a player that makes them better now because if they were, they wouldn't trade Jacob Chikorin. So you have to find the teams that are looking to to do some business, can take on some money because it's got to be dollar in, dollar out, and teams that are totally out of it. Arizona's a team I would call. To be honest with you, I would probably call and ask about Phil Kessel to be, as, as an option as well. Then you'd have two guys, Yandel and Kessel, both tra- chasing the Doug Jarvis record. But as far as trades happening in the very near future, I don't think so, but we're getting closer to that time. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers and Senators tonight at Wells Fargo Center. A must-have, two points up for grabs in the game tonight. Everybody, enjoy the hockey tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily.